I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day I'ma give you a walk through and introduce you to this walk tool. I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, Nick, throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away. Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today. When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away. Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play. My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play. I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 88. X-Factor like Dez Brian, my boy 88. Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day. They know my destination, Devi, like I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Hit that Patreon link if you're here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're a uh, patron watching it live, which is a benefit the patrons get, or whether you're listening to this uh, recorded version on the podcast feed or watching the video on Friday when it drops. Thank you so much. Adam, buddy, how you doing, man? Week two in doing the books. Good. Week two in the books. Uh, a, a little announcement, too, for the people who are in here. Uh, by Friday, people already know this. But we're going to start doing AMAs on Wednesdays. Schedule just works out better. Uh, not competing with the juggernaut that is uh, Dynasty Trojan <laughs> 5 as much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I think also, you know, for, for me, too, Mike, um, it's another – and it's a little extra day to kind of think of kind of transitioning into next week. You know, right. it, there's, there's also – I think a thing that we do, Mike, is we do the Sunday recap, which is our kind of like knee-jerk reactions or like immediate thoughts. Yeah. Then yeah. now we have Wednesday where we come a little more. We've had the, you know, what we thought of right away. We've had a few days to think it out. Now we're thinking, all right, we're, we're looking at next week now. It's no longer giving you the recap. It's, 
all right, where did we screw up? Where are we wrong on the take? And how do we move forward and get better for next week? So I think that's I, I why know, the breakdown works a little better. That, that was a very eloquent way of saying the uh, the post-nut clarity. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's actually, uh, you know, a more a more South Harmon way to say it, you know, the post-nut yeah. clarity. <laughs> that's more of us. <laughs> yeah. More of us. That's more us. I like that. Adam, the first thing I got for you here, right, we, we do so much strategy and stuff here, but so much of Dynasty anymore is becoming a psychology buddy. Like, and, and you've hit it, you've hit on it on numerous amounts of episodes, but psychology. Yeah. And the one thing psychologically, I think there's going to be a lot of people struggling with, and I'm in the same spot with a with quite a few teams, right? Those contender teams that Uh-oh. are sitting at zero and two. Uh oh. Speaking of post nut clarity, this is the opposite. Ooh. This would be nut cutting time, buddy. Um, right. It's uh, it's put up or shut up. You know, shit or get off the pot. Whatever you want to say. Um, so, so I, for here's you- the thing, Mike. I do think that this is actually a really good thing. I want to just touch on this. Zero and two, right? It, it's similar to like the NFL, all right? 0 and 2, you, you got these teams that are 0 and 2, you know. Well, and, you're the Chargers, right? You, now. I was just going to say, I was just going to say you're Staley, right? You're, you're Staley getting <laughs> questions about, you know, the Jaguars game from last year, and he's freaking out on the podium because it's uneasy, right? It's uneasy. But if you, you know, correct things in week three, you're 1 and 2, all of a sudden that 0 and 2 feeling, it's, it's a major relief, right? But I think the one thing to remember is, you're not necessarily done at 0-3, but when you get to 0-3 now, it's like that treadmill went from a little uphill to bam, like you just lifted it significantly because now you're room for error, right? Especially you don't know what your schedule's like, how many teams you're going to be playing that are actually competent versus cakewalks. 0-3 is a totally different thing than 0-2, so I think it's actually a good time to talk about it. It is. It is. I got one where I'm a, I thought I was an Uber contender going in. Now, now thankfully – uh, our strategies from last year have evolved where uh, we're holding on to our draft picks for moments like these, you know, so you're not sitting here at 0-2 going, I ain't got a 24 first or second, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so screwed. You don't want to be in that position because that's even worse. But I still got my picks in uh, the, the league that I got pulled up here, Adam, where I was an Uber contender. Now, the only thing that's like pulling me back off the ledge, the only thing is when I look at points against and <laughs> Like, I'm by far and away just getting hammered every single fucking week. I play the number one team, it seems like, every damn week so far this season. Now, we can't get a W to save my life. (laughs) But, hey, points for looks pretty good. Points against looks horrible for me. And uh, we're down here at, you know, 0-2, ninth place in the league. Woo! It it doesn't get much rosier either, Adam, because talk about the luck. Uh, prayers up for Nick Chubb and his health ultimately, but uh, yeah, he's done for the year for me. Maybe done for his career for me as far as dynasty goes. And uh, yeah, I also got Saquon Barkley on this team, so just shoot me. <laughs> I mean, Damn it! I, I, this though, Mike, I, I think this is actually a, a point. Now, let me just say, you know, the RIP for Nick Chubb. It, it's one of those where, like. Watching Nick Chubb as long as I have as a Browns fan. Now, if you're you know, a big Georgia fan, I watched him in Georgia, but pro- I didn't watch him religiously like some of the Georgia guys probably right, did. Right, right. Um, but I, I know this about him, the way he plays. First of all, he is a you know, hard hat, lunch pail type of guy, right? He, he just shows up. He is the perfect – like if you were to tell me you have a superstar in Nick Chubb and that's what you have and you have his role, like that's the perfect thing for a coach, right? He's literally the epitome of non-diva, yeah. the opposite. Yeah. He does not ever – even when he gets like banged up, he does not ever make any type of, you know, 
screams, groans, emotions, or showing any sign of weakness. When I just saw initially when, you know, it's him and Minka on the ground, at first I'm thinking like, is that Minka? Like who's, I'm I'm worried. And when I see, when I officially see that it's Chubb like yelling out, like I know already in my heart, like this is not good. Bad. Bad. Like I, I, that was my first, like, this is really not good. Like I'm hoping that it's just a, like a, like an Austin Eckler type thing. Like maybe it's like a hammy because I didn't see the hit clearly. So I'm thinking maybe like a mm. you know, hamstring off the bone, something maybe he could still recover by the end of the year. And then when they won't show you the hits, you're just like, okay, it's a wrap. Like anytime yeah. that happens, you know, it's done for and uh, sucks to see. That was a, uh, that was reminiscent of Willis McGahee back in the day. That Very Ohio State so. Miami yep. national championship game. I think it was like 2002. Yeah. Oh, two. Yep. Not, not a pretty one to see. Not yeah. a pretty one to see, but yeah. So back to the team, man. That, well, I was going to say, that, well, I, I wanted to get that out. You know, I, I'm I had to get that out, but for the, you know, strategy side now, I, I had a team, Mike, I had a team like this last year and one of those teams where, you know, we looked at it plenty of times, um, you know, before we started really pushing heavy content, right. We do a ton of right. DM back and forth and we looked at it like, you're set. Like maybe you maybe you want to add a QB three insurance, uh, yeah, but yeah, this team good. is just oh, this is you know loaded to the tits or something. We we'll call it right. Like you're good, and this team ends up being one of those that everything that you could have go wrong. Maybe not everything, but damn near right. Um, yep. It all happens at once, and this is why, Mike. I think sometimes you have to take a step back. And some of the stuff we preach in the summer and the off season, which is an incredibly long feeling time. Not only is it actually incredibly long, but it feels incredibly long. Yeah. And you get disconnected from what actually happens on the field. And it's like, listen, you roster constructed appropriately, right? You you could have a, t- a team where you say, hey, listen, I got Chubb and I got Barkley. And then I got basically all these running backs on a 53. I've got receivers. But maybe you had Cooper Cup. Maybe you had, you know, Nick Chubb and you had Saquon Barkley. All of a sudden, Mike, we're going into week three, and forget what your record is. Like, forget what your record is. You're already kind of like, ah, <laughs> this ain't good. And it's nothing right. you did. And this is why we talk about so much how, especially in lineup leagues, Mike, the pick liquidity is such a big deal having your own because it's massive. You, your flexibility goes away, and that is nothing. That is not your fault, right? Like, that is going to happen to if you have a one, two, five, 50 teams. It's going to happen to teams. That's randomness. That's part of the game. So I do think, you know, going into week three, I mean, it always comes a point where we have to talk about this. It's just, it's hitting earlier. It feels like, um, well, well too, I mean, you're, you're talking about it too with lineup versus best ball and this, these predicaments that you get in earlier and, and how much more important and to be completely honest, having your, having your picks, the ability to pivot in the lineup league, I would say, is probably 10 times more important because you have that added layer of variance in lineup leagues that you don't account for in best ball leagues. You don't have to worry about it. And that's actually starting, guys. So another reason, 0-2, right? Week 1, I start Kyle Pitts. How'd that go for me? Shit. Week 1, Brees Hall sitting on my bench. Not in my lineup. Not in the Mm. flex spot. Week 2, what happens? I put Brees Hall in the lineup. A-warp. 0.9 0.9 points, right? Um, yeah, yeah, as he yeah, said, the, the reason they struggled is because uh, I had four touches. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's not yeah, funny, thing, but it is. I, I feel his frustration, you know? You, you talked about being rostered constructed correctly, right? Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson as quarterbacks. You know, my, my third option is Dak Prescott. Right? 
Wouldn't I have rather started Dak Prescott those first couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah, but not how it works out, right? You played this lineup variance. Best Paul, you don't have to worry about it. Best person's in the lineup every single week. So not only do you have to deal with injuries, not only do you have to deal with the variance of your head-to-head matchup and the fact that you just get piss-pounded by somebody two weeks in a row, you now got this extra layer of, did I actually start the right fucking guys? (laughs) You know, was my good player sitting on the bench? Do I have bad players in my lineup? It's just the way it is. And I think holding on to your draft picks in the lineup league is is probably going to be the the hard lesson that we just lock in as concrete now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the one where you go, yeah. I mean, the deal has to be so damn over the top in your favor, right? So damn over the top. Like, you got a chance to get Patrick Mahomes for, you know, 80%. Okay, push your picks in. Go for it. But in reality, you know, Patrick Mahomes could underperform. Patrick Mahomes could have an injury in a lineup league, and then you're just right back to the same thing where you go, well, this year's fucked. <laughs> I gifted somebody an early pick, and, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still good. Still going to be an elite dynasty asset, Adam, but damn, would have been nice to have that that flexibility. Would have been nice to have that in season where I could have replaced him with a golf. Could have replaced, uh, you know, could have replaced the quarterback. Not saying Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have been on your team in this scenario, but whoever the hell the the other guy was, if he went down and got hurt, I could have replaced him if I still had pick liquidity. Now I don't. I don't have sure. shit. Now well, I got to trade Patrick Mahomes at a discount. Somebody knows, fuck, I want to compete. <laughs> I don't have my draft picks. Yeah, I'll take Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, you're going to have to tear down. Hope you like Justin Herbert straight up. This is the best I'm going to give you, right? Well, I think it's that's kind of shit. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, too, is – um. You know, one of the things that's interesting about lineup for me, Mike, and not that I didn't know this, but the more you play, you know, and the more leagues you play and the more you see teams, how they're beating you, right, when you end up having a bad year, one of the things that's interesting about the having of your own pick liquidity is where there, I actually, you know, we talked a lot in our early days about, you know, picking a direction. I still really believe that, but I think in lineup, the timing of picking a direction is uh, so crucial like picking a direction too early is a detriment, honestly. Now, you can get away with it, right? You can absolutely get away with it, but it's a detriment to you as far as your flexibility. One of the things is actually not picking a direction early is, like, you kind of have a chance to sit back and watch. And sometimes these teams that you think in January, like when you're looking, all right, next year, like this is going to be a juggernaut. And then all of a sudden the season comes around September. All right, like this team's still going to be loaded. And then it's early September, they catch a couple bugs, and you're like, ah. Maybe it's maybe it's a little it, right? it's not invincible, right? Yep. And then yep. all of a sudden you're sitting there and it's literally October, November, and they're having to make serious decisions about dynasty assets because they're not going to make the playoffs or they don't feel very good about going to the playoffs. Now you have liquidity, which they may not have really have a good chance to get to. So it's one of those things where it's like a double edged sword with you miss out on opportunities to use it later and you also handicap yourself if things go wrong. So um really good time to talk about that i think yeah yeah it's two two because we out uh <laughs> we, we talk about it yeah up on that one two two right there assets like that two two atwell kyron williams right two rams guys uh brian robinson like robert woods surprise in best ball um kendrick Bourne. you just did a fantastic you know go check that on youtube you just dropped a fantastic one today you know with dynasty buys Adam, I think it's always something that we got to remember, too, when we're talking about those. Here today, gone tomorrow, right? 
Like, does Kyron Williams look like a great buy right now? Yeah. Do I want to send out some offers for him? Yeah. How much, though, do I want to tax my liquidity? Because, to be completely honest, Adam, if Kyron comes out next week and gets hurt and doesn't do shit, I just blew all that. I blew all that for this, uh, you know, eating the fast food, right? Because I was hungry. I needed it right now. I couldn't wait. Couldn't go home and make a proper meal. (laughs) So I spent it all on a... You know, McDouble. <laughs> Just went for the cheapest. Here we go. I need it right now. I wanted that uh, that convenience. I think that's something that we also have to keep in mind, especially for lineup leaks, where it's so, so imperative for this liquidity, this pick liquidity and having it. And uh, sadly to say, like, as we're going on through the season, these, uh, these handful of lineup leagues, I think I had three, Adam, three lineup leagues dynasty lineup leaks right this isn't redraft or anything that i'm doing from that aspect but three of them where i was uh i was going to be competitive in. like i'm like oh yeah these teams are good heading into the season yeah i got one of them that's undefeated and the other two don't have a fucking win yet (laughs) this is what this is where we're at so it's just welcome back to fantasy football welcome back to get kicked in the balls Yeah, we uh we all, we we got plenty of that here on the shit show. Um, forty chest dynasty podcast, man. I think Mike, let me let me say this. Kind of talking about some of these injuries and pick liquidity. I think at this time too, one of the things that you have to remember is, I think a couple of things. I dropped a video today on YouTube talking about you know dynasty buys. Sometimes I think too, there's also a little bit of patience you have to have, right? Like. Now, if you lose, like in this scenario, Mike, let's give let's give the uh, actual like real life example. So you you're, you have uh, Chubb done for the year. You got Barkley. You're dealing with an injury. What what else do you have specifically on this team that's hurt? Oh yeah, um, like I said, Deshaun Deshaun Watson's been the starting lineup he's for been, the first two weeks. And he's not been good, right? Lamar Jackson has not been good. Um, he had a better week this last week, but he has not been Lamar Jackson. To your point, yes. Yeah, started Kyle Pitts week one. Didn't make the mistake this last week, thankfully. Right. You know. But but you so but you still have Pitts as a chip, right? Even yep. if you don't want to play him, you have him as yep. a chip. You have Brees Hall, who I mean, I'd hope yep. that this is um you know someone that's going to continue to get more touches after seeing what happened last week. Um, you you have still two very good quarterbacks as far as value, right? Like whether they end up being smashes this season, we don't know. Yep. Yep. So this is where I think, Micah, and I don't know what – let's talk about the rest of your teams, like your receivers, your picks. Let, let's go through the whole thing. Let, let's give a real lifetime example of, you know, what, what you can do and what how to, how to practice patience or is it time to, you know, panic. Oh, I get you. Uh, quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett, and then uh, Mr. Sam Darnold just kind of hanging out. Okay, well, there you go. So you already have a mini quarterback horde going. Yep, yep. Running backs were Barkley, Brees Hall, uh, Nick Chubb now on IR, Kenneth Gainwell, Kendra Miller, Miles Sanders, uh, Dalvin Cook. And before you get on me for handcuffing, this was, uh, you know, <laughs> Dalvin Cook wasn't handcuffed. He's been on my team for a minute. Right? L- listen, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be we're, – we're, yeah. we're past the days of worrying about handcuffing, dude. We're good. Uh, no Charbonnet, handcuffing in the club. You know? okay. Charbonnet hasn't done it. So, you know, I got some rookies in the backbone. All right, um, and then wide, go ahead. Wide receivers. receivers: Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, George Pickens, uh, Rashad Bateman. I guess you can kind of throw in there, and nobody else that really matters. 
Okay. Jalen Jalen Hyatt on the taxi squad. Let's go. And you have tight end. You just have Pitts. No. <laughs> this is this is a league I've been desperately trying to get off tight ends because it's point okay. seven five tight end premium. Like okay. they're okay. You can start them in the flex, Adam. Like you really can. But uh, the whole a warp life. It's one that I was trying to transition, and it's a hard sell for some people. Yeah, it take, is, uh, man. Unless you take that Koopa discount, you know. <laughs> it's like cow pits for any second. <laughs> Ugh, I'm good. <laughs> good. Just can't bring myself to it. So, Pitts, uh, A-Warp God, TJ Hawkinson. So, thank you for keeping me afloat, TJ. He's been a fucking stud for the first couple weeks. David and Joku, Dalton Schultz are the, uh, the tight end room. Okay. I mean... Psh- so, all right. Well, th- th- this is one of those I think we, this is a perfect what I was going to talk about. Patience, right? So, a goon squad that's faltering and, and you look at it and you see just the O and 2 part and you start to shit your pants, but Sure. Got to dive into it. Right, but then okay. Like this is where and how many are we starting? Mm, 11. Start 11. Okay. So not not super shallow, but it's not like crazy starters. Uh, yeah, I, pro- I like... probably about the most vanilla, like, super flex lineup league that you can get to, right? The only caveat is .75 tight end premium versus what most and people full do. full PPR and no other bonuses. Okay. Yep, yep. I mean, th- this team, Mike, f- first of all, this is why in lineup, and let's talk through this, right? So you're going to have Barkley. I don't, we don't know exactly what's we, – we don't have a ruling on Barkley yet, do we? No, but they say he's got a chance to play Thursday night. I think that's bullshit. Like, to they're going to say that. In two weeks, yeah. Now, I think the good news is we're, we're talking about him possibly missing the IR list. And yeah. I, at the same time, I don't even know. Like, the high, if it's a high ankle, like, it's one of those where you come back and you don't even know. He's, he's also missing out on some tough matchups where, like, you were, you were going to start Saquon Barkley because it's Saquon Barkley. Right. But it's, you know, Thursday night against the Niners defense. Fuck. Well, it's also one <laughs> of these things. You just know it's going bad. Like, I know he, the way he is, he's going to get out there as soon as he can. But – the way I'm approaching my fantasy and, and dynasty teams, go ahead and get that extra rest, man. Go ahead and like yeah. give yourself that, you know, when you're ready, come back. I don't need to be putting you in there when you're going to, you know, go out and have a dud week. But this is the part that I want to get to, Mike. This is why it's so important to really not overbuild at the running back position, right? Because you, you get more hits at more chances of landmines. Like it's basically the running back field, the way I look at it. And this is in lineup. You have these great running backs that we love right and when they hit they smash we've seen plenty of these guys be league winners be game-breaking talents that can change you know the landscape even a full ppr league but mike it's like a it's like a you know walking in a giant landmine and you don't know where it is you but any given time you can step on one and the more chances you have the more you know landmines you have out there on the field you're gonna hit more and like it's just odds at that point so you get hit with two of these, but the great part is you already backfilled with a lot of other running backs that, you know, Charbonnet, for example, right? This is where the running yep. back position is so good is Charbonnet for all, he may be completely irrelevant. This isn't just Charbonnet. This is guys like him. Kendra Miller, you could name a bunch of other people. I mean, he could be irrelevant for eight, 10 weeks. It could be the Kenneth Walker show. And then what happens? Like Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker gets, gets a, you know, high ankle sprain or something. I, yep. Knock on wood. I, I'm wishing no ill will. Yeah, on, yeah, I yeah, have yeah, plenty yeah. of Kenneth Walker, but... Like, this is why you backfill with all those because then all of a sudden, like, you don't have to replace Saquon Barkley with, you know, oh, I got to figure out a way to get a running back for a first and a second or two firsts, right? You don't have to go buy Nick Chubb. You can play it weekly, and you have, Mike, I think the biggest thing you have is is you have the four quarterbacks, and I think right now is actually 
where it's not just patience. I think, Mike, in a way, this is almost pushes you a little bit. If I was managing this team, just things to think about. Maybe this is where I try to see like what I can do at the quarterback pushing those chips in, right? Like, what if I get rid of a Watson or a Lamar or, you know, a Dak, right? Like someone that's really needed a quarterback. Can I test them? And I think the one thing I'm doing is trying to see what I can leverage with quarterback. I'm th- I'm going to see then also, like, is there a way I can step up to a higher end receiver, especially start 11, right? So you're looking at in this, well, you can start five receivers, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you, you have a, you have a decent amount of depth, but like you, you can, I, oh, I mentioned shit. you had, you you had Bateman. Six? Start six. Start six. So like Bateman, right? That's a, that's a guy I'm looking to see if I can package up, get up from him, right? Get something else. And, and I think you have enough running back depth to where like weekly, you're not going to feel maybe that great in week three. Um, but I think there's things you can do. See, what I love about this is, and, and talking about this, and it goes hand in hand with the flexibility conversation. Mike, we haven't even talked about your picks. I don't even have to know the answer right now. But none of this that we're discussing is even messing with that, yeah, right? Yeah, like there's depending on what you have as as at your disposal, there's ways that you can tweak and fix in season, you know, based on how you've done things. And if you're like us, and even if it's not a full quarterback horde, you got four. Yeah, that's that's stuff that you can you know play around with. There's tight ends there, right? Like Mike, can you package up, you know, David and Joku, Rashad Bateman, and throw in Dak? And what can that get you at some table? Yeah, true. You know, and like you might be able to all, all of a sudden yeah. you could be having a discussion of like, shit, I don't, that should be able to get you in start 11 a lot. Yeah. Just yeah, on market, right? Like doing <laughs> shit like that. This is the crazy thing too. Like just how weird sometimes variants we talk about it. You can't ever really describe it until you actually see it, right? We talk about this team. I list off the roster and you go, Oh, it's not too bad. You know, you've had some bad luck. Whatever. This team's sitting at zero and two in the ninth place. The team that's in second place in this league, two and zero, starting quarterbacks. Adam and I'm not even gonna say starting quarterbacks. The only quarterbacks on the fucking roster. The only quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill and Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Think about that. This team's undefeated, number two of the league. Talk about well, so that's also a, that, that's kind of a right. poser too, though, right? Like odds yeah. of this person without making some trades. Like staying what like two and zero can become two and two and two and four in a hurry with your quarterbacks are like that right? Dobbs, Dobbs I mean, last game he balled out uh, for fantasy. Kind of crazy to see. And Tannehill was efficient, right? Didn't make a whole lot of bad plays. I think that's good what move. I think that's kind of be what Tannehill's um, good games look like, right? He was efficient. Yeah, that, old school Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, what we used to right. love about Ryan Tannehill. Right, it was like sneaky QB two, mm-hmm. perfect QB three for you. <laughs> that yeah. was Ryan Tannehill last week. Yeah, it's just nuts. Just how uh, you know, we've had bad quarterback performances from some of the top guys. Uh, looking at the A award for the league, Adam, too, like just on the quarterback landscape, this is kind of interesting. Even though the names are pretty, uh, pretty up there, but A warp, right? Because it's a lineup league. You uh, you can look on some of these other uh, poser warp tools if you want, but we're the only ones that got A warp, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Koopa and all the hard work he does. Yeah, man. We got other things. We got other things with warp in that works too. So uh, stay tuned to that, man. Let's go, Russ. Number one, dynasty buy for you there, buddy. Dynasty buy, Mister Unlimited. Number one in a warp. What I try to tell you, man. Um, I, it's funny. Koopa uh, was like, "Hey, man, if you're gonna do a video, just like let me know, and I'll maybe see if I could run it a little quicker, get it to you, so you could put it in there." I'm like, say less. Next week, we'll we'll run that. But uh, I just had a feeling. You know, I, I didn't know it was gonna be you one, but. 
Kirk, it's, Kirk it's amazing to me. Two. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, sitting there number two. Kirk's always been kind of sneaky, man. I, he's always been sneaky good, too. Like, right. I think it'll probably come down, um, you know, if they can. I think I say I think it probably would come down, uh, but they just can't run the football to save their fucking life, man. It's just going to be all about Addison, Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and uh, you know, fuck Madison, fuck Ty Chandler at this point. Like we'll just throw the ball fifty times a game. This is what we're gonna do. I mean, and in a way though, Mike. Um, I mean, the Cook thing made sense to move on from him in 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 general. But if you knew kind of like your run game was going to struggle, um, right. you know, like you're kind of just going to abandon that department. Like there's no you, – you're you going to need a very good running back, I think, Mike, to make – like that offensive line doesn't seem to be great either. So no, um, you're not going to just, you know, go buy some running back on the market, even in a, a cheap market that's going to come in and fix this thing, right? So yeah. Yeah. this is just the way they're going to have to play this year. And it, I don't know that this is going to be different – for another year for another season after that for the Vikings too. Yeah. Kind of interested. I'm really uh really want to see the A warp after like 3 weeks and 4 weeks to get a better trend of the graph because we four, got 4 weeks know. is is for me like I right. think going to be the kind of that sweet spot where we have enough to really start talking, you know, a big but sample you, but size. You, you got guys at like Herbert at 3, Mahomes at 4, Jalen Hurts at 5. Okay. <laughs> right. The one that I think is probably the biggest poser out of this whole group, like okay. for those of you listening, he's played really well. Let me acknowledge the fact that I think he's played really well, but talking with Maddie on the South Harmon spotlight, we kind of touched on this a little bit too. Jordan love, <laughs> like Jordan love has played really, really well. Okay. But uh, that touchdown rate is like ridiculously off the charts. You want to talk about outliers? Uh, I think Maddie hit me with the stat. It's like 11.1% touchdown rate, which, you know, in Peyton Manning's record breaking season, it was like nine point something. So, you know, that shit's coming down. Well, <laughs> it's come down hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mike, sometimes it unless, like... you, unless, unless you're saying Jordan loves breaking the all time touchdown record for passing. Mike, there are sometimes fucking might happen. I guess the last two years, there have been some topics, which I really, uh, I'd say oppose strongly. And there's just logic goes out the window. It, it just, it's just like, uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's whatever. It's going to happen. Gonna... Let's go. Let's I don't. I, I mean, you know, just laws of mathematics. It doesn't seem likely. Yeah. Now, I'll say this: like, there's definitely things to be concerned about with Jordan Love. At the same time, though, Mike, there's plenty for me to say. Hey, this kid is you know getting his first you know chops on, in the NFL. Um, like, really doesn't. I mean, Christian Watson still hasn't played. Like, I could also make just as strong of a case at this point to where. Not that the not that the regression won't come there, but that there's better days ahead for him as a just volume passer. Like I mean, yeah, there, deeper targets, more yards, that kind of thing. Yeah. Last week he's you know versus the Falcons he's 15 for 24. It's like he's trying to get the ball to Jaden Reed. And Wicks. And that's not like that's yeah. not ideal for any young quarterback, right? Not entirely his fault too, because the uh, the Falcons really take the air out of the football. They you sure know, do. I always I always like that term, right? They take the air out of the football. on both sides of the ball, right? <laughs> literally and they they take the air out of a lot of things yeah <laughs> like make you very flaccid <laughs> arthur smith uh like like that handshake you know watching him and just like i'm thinking i'm thinking there's no coach that likes to go whether they win or lose like hey arthur smith like you know right that was a fun game we just played how about a rich there qb8 and he didn't even play for uh three quarters of this last game <laughs> qb8 and a warp i'm not one to gloat so uh, i'll let you 
Well, yeah. go ahead. You you go ahead and gloat because uh, I'll gloat about QB nine. Okay. All right. Fair what's enough. Up, what's up, McCorkle? <laughs> what's up, McCorkle? <laughs> well, the QB thing with one, Anthony Richardson. The thing with Anthony Richardson though is, yeah, it. I kind of talked about this a handful of times. Is I, I it's easy to compare to what we've seen recently. I, I, this is, I guess, the best way I can try to explain this and and go through this in the off season, right? We like to use similar um, players or comparative guys and and look at similar situations and kind of use like this is a roadmap and a guide. And I think there's sometimes, Mike, especially with a kid that's as athletic as him, like there's there's certain times and certain players, I know this is not a um, uh, process move that makes a lot of sense for people that – because you, you, everybody wants to say it's it's A plus B equals C, right? Whatever yeah, your formula yeah, is. Yeah. Everybody wants that formula, but there's some guys that come in and you can say, listen, this is the biggest, most athletic guy in combination we've ever seen. Like – he he could just be so good as an athlete, even in the NFL, which is hard to imagine, that he doesn't even have to be a good quarterback, right? And he can just matter in fantasy now. I mean, it's a concussion. I think he didn't. It didn't look like it was a bad play for him. But the one thing that will be interesting is if he does have this type of volume running, like you know, is there injuries? And yeah, that might be something that gets in his way. But Mike, I mean, the way this kid is playing, no ceilings it, is not even uh, a lie. Like they're, they're, I think the other thing that's crazy is like you just hit on. He had the concussion. He, he's quarterback eight, and he exited in the second quarter. Like, right? He, he there, there's well going to be a like blow QB, up game, Mike. QB three or QB four total. Come, right, like come come one of these Sunday recaps, Mike. I'm gonna have to find <laughs> the craziest blow up because I'm telling you, he's gonna break. He's gonna break anything that happened this year. I, I think feel I can sorry see one for of my games. ears too when that hologram comes on. Like you probably, probably know. blow them out. Did you? Uh, yeah. you, you might you might have to like turn the dial just to titch. You know, just, just a little bit. Just, just a little. Little, yeah. I know so that one with the Mike Evans. I, I scared you pretty good. So we uh, I talked about like I feel like from a start sit perspective, I made a bad choice starting Deshaun Watson over Dak Prescott. Total a warp though for the season. Both Lamar and Deshaun are over deck. Now, none of them are really rosy or pretty, but A-Warp is telling me that that was the right play. Interesting. Interesting one. And uh, for all those people, I made a, I made a trade for, for Brock Purdy. What people? He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's still QB 23 in A-Warp. So, you know, just pump the fucking brakes here just a little bit, folks. Just a little bit. Uh, some of these other ones. Joe Burrow, third worst quarterback in the entire league. Who saw that one coming? I mean, nobody saw that coming. This is one of those, Mike, that's hard. It's hard with him because I saw a scenario, like, in my mind, in my heart, I'm like, they play the Browns. I know that's not a great matchup for him. I I, I saw a gate, like, him possibly coming out of the gates and not being Joe Burrow, but nobody's going to project this, right? And, like, there's also talk of, you know, does he need to sit? And I mean, if you're playing that bad, there, there probably should be talk of him needing to sit. He's obviously not right. Um, I'll uh, I'll fly through here. We'll go through the running back position. I'll try to get all these A-warps out of the way, just the ones go that ahead. I thought were really interested. And then uh, we'll get to a few questions here that we got in the chat and bounce out of here, Adam. But uh, uh, number one, A-warp running back, uh, surprise, surprise, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> as long as he's healthy and the 49ers keep feeding him, holy Santa Claus shit, he's going to break fantasy. Yeah, I mean, uh, literally it's all health. If, if, if this workload stays the same and he's healthy, Good night, Irene. Uh, this guy is going to break <laughs> off everything, man. It's over. 
This is gross to say, man, but I got to stop shitting on this dude's name and acknowledge the fact that he's played really, really well. Brian Robinson, number two running back in the entire league in A-War. Listen, man, I, I, made a, I made a hologram where he's got his arms up and he's looking directly at Mike, so make sure you go take a look at that. Cause, uh, <laughs> right. How about these for, like, these dumpster fire, you know, any RB on a 53, like this kind of force yourself into starting these guys, right, okay. like Scott Connor talks about with his roster construction. Kyron? You, 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 nope. Okay. Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Mostert's definitely – Mostert's been getting a lot of buzz, like, ever since the Jeff Wilson injury, especially, like, it really turned up, right? Yep. Uh, Bijan, Tony Pollard, Saquon, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift. Uh, pretty nice bounce back from not doing fuck all week one to doing so much week what, two and how it, it averages. one touch for no yards and then – Correct. No, uh, no targets, no and, catches. Yeah. One touch for zero yards and – then a blow-up week in week two, and he's right back in the mix. <laughs> he's right up there. Uh, James Cook. Ugh, I feel vindicated, man. James Cook, RB9 on the season so far in A-War. Does it feel good? does feel a little bit good. Uh, you kind of got your normal cast of characters. Uh, let's see if anybody else stands out here. Um, I mean, let's just say Nick Chubb is, is one of a kind, right? And he'll have those monster games, right? But so far in the season – um, if you're just looking at AWARP, he was he was RB twenty one. So, well, don't 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 give that too much credence because right, how much did he play last game? Correct, but I think he still had like sixty some yards or something before he went out, didn't he? Because you know what it was about to be. <laughs> it was I about mean, to was be about, one of them. Did you yeah, see what Ford so. did after he left? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there yeah, was two hundred yards on the table for Chubb. I get you. It could have been very well. He could be uh, the number one running back. I mean, he I could have been in the conversation of a lot different. So, I, but I get I get your point. As bad as Josh Jacobs was this last week, still RB twenty three in A warp. Well, I mean, here's here's what I do think about A warp though. I guess it depends on your league. Um, unless you're in one of these running back heavy leagues, what I mean by that is the line is very different than the yeah. wide receivers and stuff. Running back twenty three, who gives a shit, man? <laughs> I get you. I get you. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Um, let me see. I was trying to look. Here's to one. See Najee where... Harris. Way down there. Bad. Fizzle says RB nothing. Let me, let me 37. get a number. 37. Uh, uh, right what about behind Jalen a, Warren? <laughs> Najee Harris right behind Ezekiel Elliott right in front of Jamal Williams. The Najee things, the Najee things in, in looking. The, the, the big problem for Najee is, one, it was very heavy work and usage from him early on, which because of the first-round draft capital, the way the Steelers use running backs, we expected that to continue. That's not happening, and on top of that, Mike, this offense is not anywhere near as good, and the offensive line has been a big problem the last couple seasons. So, And I'd give you the Jalen Warren one, but he doesn't make the page out of uh, 46 running back entries on A-Warp, so that should tell you what you need to know there, too. We have such stud names on here like Elijah Mitchell and Deion Jackson and Josh Kelly and Damian Harris. <laughs> Jalen Warren can't even make the page, so... Uh, I wouldn't be taking victory laps on fucking Jalen Warren yet. <laughs> I mean, the victory lap just... is more. The victory lap isn't really Jalen Warren. It's that uh, he was enough of a problem to Najee that Najee's just in That's trouble. That's fair. Uh, uh, wide receivers, Adam. Get, let's get to the receivers, man. This is the juicy stuff. I think everybody L- wants to hear this. Listen, old man wide receivers, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, three and four respectively. You know Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson making up one and two. Like, But those old heads being up there so high. What's up? Stand Smitty, Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, number five. Three? Number five, okay. 
Number five, Nico Collins. Number six. I think we got to start putting some well, respect on this dude's name a little. I, I think I'll say this. He had an unbelievable game last week, right? I think he he's one of those, Mike, where like I did that, you know, uh, video today, and, and I think a lot weekly on buys and and people that make sense to buy because it's a lot of the it's a lot of the market for me, right? It's a lot of what everybody else is saying is the reasons I like to buy people, right? If you notice the people I said to buy today, they're not like, oh yeah, here's Puka Nakua. Like, I'm not telling you to go buy the ones that are surging out of this world and maybe not attainable, right? Like, yeah. so the thing with Nico for me, the reason I bring that up is, Mike, if, if, if everybody was cool on him, okay, yeah. But I think the problem now is like, there's enough buzz around him that's, what does the cost look like? And I think the the thing for for me is going to be with him, like this offense. It, it, there's a lot of garbage time points, but there's probably going to be some weeks where Nico has a like a down week, and it doesn't mean he's a bad receiver. It's just I think the offense. So I think we got to put some respect on his name. To your point, but uh, I'm I kind of want to see a little more of sample size for a guy like him because he's he bought out last week. I'm not trying to hate on the kid. I just want to see a little yeah, more. Yeah. Speaking of a, a Puka too, a wide receiver ten. And he's, he's so far down in there because almost nobody universally started in week one, right? Didn't hit that threshold. So The crazy okay. part about that is, too, Mike, I'm one of the heaviest questions I was asked in DMs, and we got plenty on the start sit, is Puka Nakua. Because right. like part of the, the wide receiver 10 thing is I, I think there's plenty of people that did not start in week two even. Right, right. Uh, uh, what else we got here? Oh, how about this one? Jacoby Myers coming in at wide receiver 18 without even playing last week. <laughs> it's so good in week one. <laughs> Didn't even need to play last well, week. Still made state. If you're one. waiting on uh, your, you know, Myers to come back and save you, you don't have to really worry because uh, Renfro and nobody else really did anything for uh, well, their team, right? Say opposite opposite side of the coin, right? T. Higgins, wide receiver 20 from doing nothing in week one to blow it up in week two. I mean, literally nothing. Like he basically, he's wide receiver twenty on one week. Yeah, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, Jaden Reed, wide receiver twenty five. This was Maddie was glowing about him last night when we were talking. Glowing. Yeah, glowing. I heard. I heard it. Uh, well, it was I mean, it was audio only. I'm sure you could hear it through the audio, but you I know Maddie well video. enough to kind of. I would love to have the video, but I do he know had this like he had this like purple aura. It was an aura. Him. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it. Like. I know the guy. I know the guy well enough now to kind of like visualize it. It would have been nice to actually see it in person, but it is what it is. I I think with Jaden Reed though, Mike, um, I'm excited. I have plenty of shares of him. One of the guys that even in lineup, Mike, he was right on. He was right on the edge for me. Where you could probably some people are like, Nah, I don't want to swing on him. He could be a roster clogger. For me, it was getting to the point where his value was falling so much. And he was one of the last receivers I'd even swing on in lineup league. So I have plenty in best ball and in lineup of Jaden Reed. Um, I think that this is one of those where, I, you know, Mike, I, I want to see more because it's there's six catches for less than 100 yards and there's two touchdowns that are really propping him up. I'm not saying Jaden Reed can't be great. I'm not saying that there's not things to like, but I think there's also – given the sample size, like I want to see a little more before I'm crowning Jaden Reed, but I'm excited for him. I have plenty of shares and I'm very excited. I've been shopping them and no one's really biting yet, but uh, I have a lot to distribute. So hopefully I'll get something done. Yeah. And now into the, the not so goods here. Um, Drake London, Drake London, 42 (laughs) with a good week too. Right. Uh, One spot ahead of Tutu Atwell, who I can guarantee nobody started week one. (laughs) Except in best ball leagues. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Jamar Chase, 47, Adam. Behind Bobby Woods and Sky Moore. Wolf. I mean, Mike, I, I think I there's it's a, the, not gonna be that I know it's not gonna be this bad all season, but no. damn. It's it's a horrible start, but like I don't I didn't even feel like it was worth even discussing putting him on a buy list. Like I just I don't think there's a real panic yet, man. At all. Yeah. Like I really don't. I we did see him in one of the leagues we play in though. He uh he got see traded. Second? I, no, he went for uh well, I saw that one too, but he went for basically Bijan. Straight up, it was a swap. What's I think, your thoughts on that? I think the Chase side even got the third, right? Like the juice. That's stupid. And I'm just saying, I would have rather have taken the the Chase side and the pick. I mean, forget the third for a second. I just want the Chase right, side. Right, but right, right, right. Wherever you put the third, I want the Chase side. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. I did see those, and then yeah, I thought we did see a a trade with CD and <clears throat> CD hey, in the second or something. The, let me, uh, you know what? Here's an actual piece of advice from someone in the chat. So, you know, uh, this is a friend of ours, T Rock. You know, he writes articles. And um, one very thing that's. Articles. They're very, very good. good articles. I'm, I'm getting very, ready. Very good. You got to give. See, the one thing we do here in 40 Chess and South Harmon is we give our crops before we, you know, shit on them. And. <laughs> give, them give them props before we take yeah. the dump over. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, great articles. I, I even told him, like, fantastic article today. Mind blown. And um, the thing is, though. I talk about this a lot, and you see in like my buys. A lot of times, they're not. You're gonna you're gonna listen and hear this player, and like it's not gonna be one of these that get the dopamine going in your head right away, right? It's not like, oh man, this is this. Oh yeah, yeah I want to buy this guy. You're kind of probably thinking, ugh, ugh, but then you have to listen and re- realize why. Maybe like, all right, maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm more sold on buying this player. What you're not gonna do is get Jaden Reed and DeAndre Swift coming off of their big weeks for one Jahan Dotson. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like forget me for a second. Those are the type of trades that fish don't even go for those, man, because it's it's the timing is terrible. Not even right. forget forget values for a second. You're trying to sell one receiver for another right. that probably realistically there's might be keep trade cut big differences, but really there's not a ton of difference as far as what you think you're going to get in a difference maker in a lineup league, and then you're getting the second player, both of which are coming off of good weeks for yours that hasn't done shit in two weeks, really. So, like, forget forget the names, forget me, forget T Rock. Like, that's how, that is the opposite. That is that is like one dimensional chess. Um, here, take this. <laughs> one dimensional chess. I love it. All right, Adam, tight ends, warp god, a warp god, TJ Hawkinson, and it isn't fucking close. Uh, this well, last week you went bananas, and we haven't seen Kelsey and Andrews both play in two weeks, and then. They actually both had, uh, you know, good games, good games, good but game. not blow up games. So, but yeah, uh, Hawk week two was, especially Mike, we're, we're talking about this Madison thing, right? And how Chandler, they can't run. I mean, goodness. Yeah. There's upside yeah. for Hawk, man. There really is. Hunter Henry, a warp God. I like how, <laughs> you know, it feels like, I mean, Mike, it honestly feels like seasons ago when Mike was, you know, Hunter Henry is going to be a thing and all that. That that was like a that was like a wet fart, man. You remembered it for a little bit, but it was gone and you know yeah, gone yeah, with the yeah. wind, man. Here oh, it man. is coming to fruition. He can't even enjoy it because he left the take so soon. Evan Ingram and uh Sam Laporta. I am so fucking sorry for doubting Sammy fucking ball game ever. 
You know, when I'm like, oh, he's tight at 10, fucking trade him. What are you trade doing? Trade him, y'all are crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> Bro. Dude, if I got Sammy, Sammy, Sammy LP, Sammy LP, Sammy ball game, I'm just fucking holding on with diamond hands. <laughs> Come on. No more, no more fucking shares of Sammy Laporta getting traded off of my squads. Guaranteed. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm holding him, man. I'm done. I'm in. He's coming out. He's number four in A-Warp, Adam, as a rookie. And he has a massive role in that offense. A massive role. Well, he does. But what does that really mean? It means he's on the trajectory of being the next A-Warp god, just like his brother, DJ Hawkinson. (laughs) You mean Kyle Pitts? Who's that? Where's he at? Shit, let me scroll. Mm-hmm. How far? Oh, mm-hmm. fuck, you don't even. There we go. 27? <laughs> there you go. Right behind Noah Gray. Woo! Shit. No, I I love some Sammy, Sammy Laporta. I, I was, I'm honestly shocked to be, you want my honest analysis? I'm shocked he's this fucking involved from the get-go in this big of a part of the offense. Like, they they run routes specifically look, look, for look at, Sammy look. Laporta. Look at Let's this go, kid, man! I can't. I'm even, glowing. I cannot even turn the cameras from, off, man. Fr- from from two fucking years ago when Ray told me I ain't scouting this fucking guy. Get out of here, Mike. To to where we are now, Sammy Laporta. I'm out here, no sleep. <laughs> Daughter's out here, you know, causing <laughs> havoc. I can't. I can't handle this type of glowing. I mean, look at the pure joy on this it. kid. Like Maddie's back on here talking about Jaden Reed. <laughs> All right, next. What else we got? <laughs> Next. Uh, but, yeah, I see T-Rock trying to take shots in there. But uh, Hayden Hurst, still uh, tight end six and eight warp. So tight ends still don't matter. <laughs> Other than Sammy Laporta, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, Let's go. I think I'll, I, I want to see how this tight end um, room develops weekly. Because, you know, like, for example, we, we talk about they don't matter. But I think the one thing I'm very curious on is because of having to start like the I would say like by and large you myself Koopa all agree in principle we anyone that sees it can say yeah man this is like I think I even said this basically tells you that you want to have zero value and just start whatever shitter like the worst shitter you could find but will any human do that now remove the human element for a second let's not even talk about that the one thing I'm curious about is like a guy like Hayden Hurst, right, for example, or or, or Hunter Henry. Because mm-hmm. there's really the dynasty value when you say, I'm going to go shop this player. Like, Mike, we saw this type of shit with Tyler Conklin. We, we have seen tight ends get in this type of range where they're producing for your fantasy team. In A-Warp, they kind of matter. Like, even last year, Ger- Gerald Everett was, you know, around one. And, you know, like yep. you, can make, you can make the case, well, he's around one because you're starting him every week and that helps you with – but that's part of the thing. That's part of it. Like for me, if there's so minimal dynasty value in a guy like Hayden Hurst or a guy like Hunter Henry, and I'm moving him for at best a third, like that's where the conversation for me is like, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying, I think that's where I think we can have a real discussion of, am I better off having that player? Just boom, I'm starting him. He's basically my low ass value, but possibly, top five ten warp guy versus that third and what am I going to actually make happen with that pick I'm not saying you can't do it and it can't work out but I think that's where the discussion for me is not clear 
That's the way I'd say. Okay. It. I I, th- I think for me, I, I go more from the standpoint of if I have any tight end that's worth a second in general market value or above. I would agree with you. Are, other than Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, those are the dudes I'm still fucking moving. And if you right. want to throw TJ Hawkinson into this conversation now, I think at least through the first two weeks we can have a discussion about TJ Hawkinson maybe being in that discussion. The only, but, I'm with you. The only, but, thing, with him, the only any, thing with him will be is like if he has a dud week, like right. does his value stay where you can still Correct. trade out of him? That's the only difference with him. But I'm with you. Like you, you can make a case. So like Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, they don't fall into that category where I, I know from market I'm getting a second, right? Correct. Those are gonna, those are kind of going to be the guys. And that that's I'm in tight end my, premium leagues, right? Yeah, those are the guys I'm going to build my A-warp tight end room around. Right? Those I would are agree the there. Dudes. I'm so going like, to have some. What about Gerald Everett? Gonna Does he ha- kind I'm of gonna... fall on that same thing, or do you think he might be able to yeah, go yeah. second? Right? Yeah. Okay. You you might. You might have because it was you know the Chargers offense and that whole appeal. Like That might have been. But Hunter Henry, fuck no. Nobody was giving you a second for Hunter Henry. No one was giving you a second for Hayden Hurst. So what I'm saying, Adam, is like my A-warp approach for tight end, I'm starting at the top. I'm starting with the pits. I'm starting with the Goddards and the Fryermuse and the David and Jokus, like these 100%. guys. Those guys that people go. think matter. And I'm Sam LaPorta. Yep. And I'm seeing what what's left in my tight end room. It's going to be like Hunter Henry or Hayden Hurst. And my backup tight end is going to be a fucking Adam Troutman. It's going to be a Durham Smythe. Like it's going to be one of these shitters where Good. nobody's giving me fuck all in a trade. Right. Where where if Hayden Hurst is banged up this week, I'm like, I'm starting fucking Durham Smythe. Like there's no I don't have this this choice of every single week. I don't want a bunch of Hunter Henry's and Hayden Hurst on my team. I only want like one of them. I just I make my bet. This is the dude I'm starting every single week. And then, you know, if for whatever reason they're fucking out, they're hurt, whatever. I'm putting sure. the next I'm putting the next shitter that I found on waivers. <laughs> like that's how I'm running A warp tight ends. From the standpoint that tight ends don't matter. I'm not saying like I'm immediately, I'm just going to sell Hayden Hurst for a fourth just to get him off my team. Right? I'm with you. He's not worth a lot to begin with. But like generally, if you got this second type value or better, (laughs) see ya. And and I would agree that I think that's where like the conversation for me happens. Now, you can make the case. I'm not saying it's, I'm 100% right here. I'm just saying I think that's where it's not clear for me. It's a little gray area because... You could also make the case, well, hey, I'm going to liquidate for a third. I'm going to go replace with one of these other ones down the line. My biggest yeah. thing with A-Warp, though, is it, at, at a cost that's that minimal. Now, if we get to a second, for example, let, let's say Hunter Henry had an, uh, now has four good weeks in a row. All of a sudden, like someone's buying for a second. Okay, I don't care who it is any longer. They can go, right, like to the point we're making here. Because I think that type of draft capital or even – Let's say it's a let's say it's a down tier at tight end or something. Okay, these are the type of trades I'll make. The difference is if I'm just liquidating for a third, I have to. You you can make definitely can make the case. Now I can package this third to a second and go get a player at a different position. All that I get for the dynasty value. My biggest thing is when I clear out all of my tight ends. Right now I'm just saying I'm just taking whatever shitter. Part of the part of the nice thing when having a low value tight end like a Hunter Henry is the decision making process is gone. I think that's one of the yeah. highlights for a warp for me is I basically say this is my tight end. I don't have to worry. I'm not I'm not going to the wire unless someone gets hurt because one of the things about the wire that's dangerous. I think we have to really think about this in a warp. When you say I, you can go to the wire and get anyone, I'm not saying you can't, but guess what? It, it, you can almost in the a warp discussion, Mike, just say everybody on the wire is a start sit decision for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, which one are you picking? Good fucking luck. So so in the tight end room, too, like you you highlighted Mark Andrews. 
as one. Didn't play week one. Comes back. What was already. her? What's his? Number seven. <laughs> that's that's how fucking disgusting the tight end landscape is. Where that's Andrew's why with a, those guys you just have to you, you want to have them. They're too good. Travis Kelsey, same thing. He came back. He's tight end twelve overall in a warp after not playing a week. Right. Uh, just uh, barely getting edged out by uh, old old man Zach Ertz, who's actually having a pretty nice start to a season. Not just that, uh, Mike. Look at the look at the target volume. Right. Steady Eddie targets. I mean, right. One of the things I he he's probably a guy that doesn't get sec, doesn't fetch second value anymore. So he might be one I'd sink my teeth into as well if I had a share of him. I'm not I'm not buying any of those tight ends. By the way, I'm not sending liquid draft capital away for them. Listen before I piss people off, but I understand mm. he's a rookie. Let me caveat with that. But oh, no. remember all that Dalton Kincaid hype, right? Point one five eight on the warp. He comes in at tight end nine, which people will probably do victory laps until you go down and you look at Dawson Knox, who people wrote off as dead at tight end thirteen at point one two eight warp. <laughs> like, a massive different. You know, different you know Dawson right Cade stands are really rejoicing in that. They're saying, "Listen, y'all just wait because when when uh, Knox is gone, as you would say, Dalton Schultz is gone, right? Like as soon as this there guy's out of here, guess what? They're gonna merge and become one baby, and Dalton Kincaid's gonna be the the man." Uh, number one Seattle tight end. No offense. Would you look at that? Tight end 16. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Still, we'll take that that. That, that, that. that tight end room is uh, it's just – uh, Let it. me let me highlight some tight ends, though, that people spent draft capital on, talked about, and, uh, and really liked, and okay. uh, that have done fuck all that have really so far hurt, this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle, 21. David Njoku, 22. Um, Dalton Schultz, there's a few people out there still pounding the table because it's Houston and no target competition, that whole thing. 23. Dallas Goddard, 24. And and this one hurts for me to say. uh, Juwan Johnson, 25. Um, Pitts, of course, you know he's bad, 27. We talked about him. Chig, 30. (laughs) 30. And uh, you remember what it was going to be, the Patty Patty F. show, Pat Fryermuth? Uh, he's right behind uh, superstar Greg Dolchich, who's on IR at 33. <laughs> but he caught a touchdown, Mike. I know. No one cares. <laughs> um, listen, I hate to be the guy that says I told you so about Chig, but. Um, it, no, thanks. I mean, I, th- there's going to be weeks where he looks better. It, but look at this offense that you bring over Nuke late, right? Traylon's playing. I mean. He, Traylon's got a role. You have a. Right? As you put eloquently, Mike, um, not in the South Harmon way, he was efficient. You know, you have an efficient quarterback, which describes basically someone that's not going to get a bunch of – he's not going to have these crazy stat lines, which supports four miles. I mean, Derrick Henry's still going to get a ton of totes. Like, it's – Tajay Spears is even getting some work in there. Like, there's not a lot of opportunity in this offense to feed people. The other thing that I just want to point out, too, um, you know, we looked at a fuck ton of warp graphs. You know, for going back years too, right? I used to fight you about you, you can't make all your quarterback determinations just on 22. It was a bad year for quarterbacks with injuries and that kind of stuff. You know, why the top four looks good and then it drops sure. off. You know, let's look at other years, right? So far, A-Warp wise um, on this year and the uh, the totality of A-Warp, Adam, a quarterback doesn't crack the top 15. Doesn't crack yet. So Top 15 player overall? Yep, yep, as far as warp goes. Of course, and I think that's where, like, uh, especially at that position, 
I think part of the reason I said, and I made sure to say with buying Russell Wilson, it's a small sample size. That's one where Mike, the sample size will end up telling a story that really, I think polarized, it it, it stretches it out to show you how different they are because Josh Allen, right? Uh, So many of these guys, even Lamar who didn't bounce all the way back had a better week too. You're going to see these guys by and large have more of the boom weeks than you do have these bad yeah. ones. And it's going to start I think, it's going to start yeah. pulling these numbers further apart in my opinion. I, I think we're in line here in the next couple weeks to have some of those, you know, monster quarterback performances, you know, where like the dude scores 50, you know, 55, They're 60. They're getting in the rhythm a little bit, 70 right? in some of these scoring formats, right? Like they be rich, you know, goes yeah, out there and yeah. just blows one. Lights it. Listen, you you will be fucking insufferable if that happens. <laughs> it was it was about to happen week two. I had the whole hologram ready. It was going to be awesome, but you know we'll wait another week. Well, there we go. There's some early uh, early season dynasty strategy, some psychology about especially those struggling teams. But uh, and then the A warp, the A warp behind it, which I wanted to highlight. And like I said, once we get three four weeks of data, I'll be able to almost do a full fucking show on A warp mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of my uh, my trends that I'm spotting. But uh. What do we got for questions? We, we had a lot of people in the chat tonight. Uh, we see did. if we can get some of these answered here before we bounce out of here. Of course. Um, all right. Well, let's see. What are your thoughts on Kyron at this point? I think we already kind of touched on that. On the I, recap. I, I, I love Kyron's workload. I am yeah. in on Kyron Williams. But we did discuss tonight, Mike, the problem with buying him currently is an injury comes his way and there's no value insulation. What you spent is gone. I personally, Mike, I've seen enough from this offense, which has nothing like, you know, what's frustrating about Cam Akers is it feels like every reason I was in on Cam Akers the last two years is right. It's just not Cam Akers. <laughs> it's somebody else. Like somebody it's, it's gotta be the most insufferable. Profile. You talk about insufferable. Like it is, it is the worst, like week one, <laughs> so excited. And then I'm watching <laughs> versus the bills. The first, maybe it was the first game versus the bills. That Thursday and like Akers what, isn't even out there. Let and then me the, ask this you this week too. one and then now week two he's not even playing. It's like, dog. L- so that's why I'm in too. on Kyron Williams though because he has the role that Cam Akers was supposed to have. I thought right. And I and Kyron looks great. Would it be more uh, more palatable if it was Zach Evans doing this instead of Kyron Williams? Honestly, no. Because like, okay. to, can I tell you why? Because that means the the reason that would be worse is that means Cam Akers just has an attitude problem. Because I think Zach Evans is the same exact idea of what Cam Akers is. He's not necessarily gotcha. the, the best of – I think Kyron Williams, the thing is, McVay – part of McVay is he wants to be completely – this is where I, I personally think it's it's as simple as this, Mike, when it comes down to Akers and when it comes down to McVay. McVay wants to go into any play he play he runs. The personnel, all that doesn't matter, and it's you don't know what I'm doing. There's no tell. And with Cam Akers, he is so um, – undependable for Sean McVay and pass pro. He does not trust him so much that it's immediately a tell. Mike, he played 35% of snaps and he had 22 carries. So I think, <laughs> like, understand, it's actually, like, from a football standpoint, I think McVay yeah. hates the fact that that's a tell and it causes this riff where they can't they can't coexist. So the point of Zach Evans, I think, is the same idea as Akers, just not as good. So that's Here, why Ky- it, it makes a ton of sense with Kyron because he can trust him and use him in all these roles, and it's almost like when he's in there, people don't expect him to run all these t- all these touches. Here's a pro tip: if you got a running back that struggles in pass pro, put him out in a pattern to fucking start with. <laughs> like, who gives a go. shit? There you go. <laughs> it's like, nah, we need to leave this thumper in here who can't do shit just because he picks up. Then play an extra offense lineman and stop putting a running back on the field, you fucks. I know it's. <laughs> 
Yeah. Play your third string tight end. I don't give a shit. Like, I always fucking hate seeing running backs in on pass pro. Like, unless you're just chipping. Like, you give a little chip, a little shot to the fucking sure. defensive end, like a Miles Garrett, a TJ Watt, like one of those dudes just to slow him down. But get your ass out of the route. Like, I want an option. I don't want you I know, you but it's, it's – Max it's, protects. Max protect is for pussies. Yeah, but, Mike, right? it's, it's in the football standpoint, Not you know this. Not, not that you're not making good points. It's that these coaches – like, it – Especially like an offensive mind like McVay, they hate feeling handicapped. Like they can't, they want like to know true. that they can have him pass pro. And the, he got blown up multiple times, and he just doesn't trust him. So there you go, uh, R.I.P. <laughs> By the way, Kareem Hunt visiting Cleveland. Uh, Cam Akers probably just going to keep sitting and rotting. But Kyron I, Williams I will is the be, point uh, here. Um, I'll be I'll be more aggressive buying Kyron Williams in the best ball, uh, <clears> and I say more aggressive by like draft capital standpoints because what we talked about at the early part of the show. Listen, Adam, if I'm putting like a second plus into buying Kyron Williams, even though I may love the role, that could be fucking gone tomorrow through injury, through whatever. whatever. Maybe the Rams lose Stafford and all of a sudden this offense is fucking run by. <laughs> it's not even Stetson Bennett anymore because that dude's on the NFI list. Like whoever the fuck it would be. See, I think what makes Kyron – I'm just going to say this. I think what makes Kyron so um... – I, I'm so much more willing to go against the grain of my process with him. In lineup, I'm with you. It, it's a lot less appealing to do it now. However, I'd, I would still probably do it on that end because, like, the thing about him is, there's if he, if you're telling me this is the workload he's going to get, like, K-Maker's inactive day of, right? So now maybe maybe mm-hmm. Zach Evans is going to get a little more run. One one thing to keep in mind, right? But if you told me that his week two usage. Is what he's gonna get, Mike. There's no, there's no issue. I don't care what it's gonna be, Stetson Bennett. If they're up or down, he's going to get his because he's going to be out there on third downs. He's going to be getting these chip, like you talk about chipping and little, you know, dink and dunk passes that turn into 10, 15 yards. There's no op. He's getting the goal line work. This, I don't care what the offense is. I don't care if they're up, down. It, this is a, one of the backs that sneakily is like out there all the time and has looked good enough doing it on an offense that really isn't like. O line's not that great. Uh, give me Kyron Williams for a second, man. Almost anywhere. I got you. I'm with the, only, you. The, only, the only thing is, just in lineup, I would be a little more hesitant. Just of if you only have it's one. Pause. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Could, could I get players? by with maybe spending a third on somebody who's a little bit shittier? <laughs> right. I mean, you definitely could. Uh, it just depends how you what your affinity is for those shittier backs. Um, can I spend a third on Jerome Ford? Uh, I don't. Th- I think those days are gone think so i'll tell you right now i've seen offers and i'm getting questions on uh elijah moore or jerome ford Mm. i don't think elijah moore is a third so (laughs) i get you you know fair i'm not i think that's one of those like yeah i'd love to have jerome ford for a third even if they bring in hunter whatever but i doubt it all right what we got from t-rock here Um, question, if you were in a team that was wonderfully constructed with a strength at quarterback, do you do you trade these guys now while they are hot, or do you take the risk and hold them? So you're telling me you're basically in a – when you have strength at quarterback, you're telling me you're in a quarterback hoarder, or you just have like high-end quarterback assets. I think there's a difference there. I did see him put in the chat, one of the quarterbacks he's referring to is Luff. The other is Russ. <laughs> so when we were talking about him from the A-Warp standpoint – Listen, I would I would try to sell Jordan Love if if it's. I think he's been fine, Adam. But you know I'm going to capitalize on people thinking that this touchdown rate is sustainable. 
while the yards may come back up, he's also going to have some super shitty games. And we just found out, too, that they can't run the ball with Aaron Jones not in there. A.J. Dillon's got awful. Sure. I mean, I would say this. Um, I would like to sell Jordan Love um, off of right right now the hype that you know he's looked yep. good enough, competent the first two games. I will say, though, the quarterback landscape – also lends me to say, like, I don't, I'm not just gonna ditch him, right? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, like, the way it is right now, we haven't had, uh, you know, knock on wood, but we know it's coming at some point. Like a whole lot of uh, big quarterback injuries. We had the Aaron well, Rodgers thing go down, we, but we, we haven't talked had about any it with the running back. But it's knock on wood again, but Mike, it's just inevitable that quarterbacks are gonna get hurt. It's part of the game. Everybody, there's there's Hopefully players not. on all these teams that get hurt. We yeah. we'd love to have a, a season where. All the quarterbacks, you know, that everyone's rostered, um, you know, stay healthy for the most part. But well, I mean, we, we might have it this week. I don't think it's true, but you know, there's the the whispers about Joe Burrow not playing this week, right? So, like, we might have the first one. Not that he's been fucking good the first two weeks, but that's still somebody that people roster constructed on and relied on. And all of a sudden, now if he's ruled out, people go, "Fuck, right? What am I doing?" I can, but I'm, shit, Jordan Love looks really good. Hey, what can I get for Jordan Love? Like, it might be the opportunity to trade him there. I, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be honest though, T Rock. This comes down to a couple things, and it's literally simple. In psychology, Mike, to get back to what we talk, we're really talking about with some of the stuff in the first part of the episode is what is what can you actually extract? What are the deals that you can get done in your market? I can sit up here and tell you, yes, at quarterback 26, Russell Wilson's a buy. I can say that at quarterback 14 or whatever Jordan Love is, he's an absolute sell. Okay, that's a, a freaking algorithm computer that every person in, in the world's typing into and who knows even what they're actually carrying. You're in a league with eight, yeah. you know, or well, I'm sorry, nine, 11 other people, right? What do they say? What's on the table? What, what can you get done? So that's the first thing the psychology element and how do you get it done and what are you ultimately comfortable trading away for? I, w- yeah. I would personally like to sell Jordan Love if I can tear down from him and get a older, more stable quarterback and a plus or if I can just liquidate him for you know, more than a first, like a first and a second or something like that. If I had extra quarterbacks to play with, I'd probably do that as well. I think those are the things that I'm doing for Jordan Love. I think with Russell Wilson – Unless his market and your league is significantly different than what I've seen in a lot of leagues that I'm in, I don't see people buying him. So unless your market's different, like I'm, I'm holding Russell Wilson, and I would love to trade Jordan Love if I can actually extract the value that I think he should be getting. Yeah, and the uh, the QB horde principle still come into play too, right? Like you got a little don't mini give QB somebody that is no. desperate. You know, the Rogers owner who's you know struggling. Don't just gift them a quarterback but, when they don't need it. What did I get today, Adam? For uh finally you know a year and a few months in to the qb hoarder in the expo league you know, i got jsn for golf and then i got a bunch of seconds and thirds by Once the way i just want to say on, on, on a you know getting getting out of here you know it's amazing because i think it was i mean mike it's actually about a year ago now there was this video that started to get some traction eh, not a, it was six months ago you know, fantasy football trade hack and all, I mean, just the haters coming out of the woodworks. This is, this is going to kill your relationships and your leagues, your clown, all this stuff. Mike, oh, yeah. that's been the out ATM. there with 30,000 views. Everybody here yeah, has yeah. heard the, this a million times. Guess what happens? That's what I pulled. 60% of the time it works every it, time. 
it was a great trade. I, I hit you up too. I set it up like I like the offer to begin with, right? I can get off a QB hoard for an asset like JSN. You know, I get some <clears> uh, some draft capital back, uh, and I, and Adam too. Like uh, we talked about in the QB hoard episode, like you just need the first one, right? Now everybody sees that this guy actually has quarterbacks that's competing. So anybody else who was sitting there going like, I wanted to compete, is evaluating their QB room. And the only person they can go to is the uh, the market of McNutt. And if you think I was reasonable on the first one, you're going to hate the second one. <laughs> you're going to hate the prices mm-hmm. on there. But same kind of thing you were talking about, Adam. I said it to you and I go, I like it. Do you think I should pull the ATM on it? <laughs> like, do, do you think I should do that where I make a completely new deal that's on the basic you know, the same thing that I sent and just add a piece. And I did. I sent a, I added an extra third and I sent it away. And within a couple of minutes, it got accepted. But I was sitting there looking at my phone like, the minute I see that get rejected, I'm going, wait, wait. It's a little adrenaline rush, too, that kind of just you oh, know, yeah. helps you feel alive again. You know, for that extra third, Mike's just waiting with anticipation at his phone. Um, yeah. Hold, I out, think- hold out. If you got a little QB horde, though, like, hold out. Right, like we haven't seen a lot of injuries, we haven't seen a, a lot of bad stuff from the QB well, position yet. That's I gonna think, come. Here's the thing. Uh, to, to that point, I was gonna say the reason I said that I'm probably not selling Russ unless someone's paying, you know, significantly over what market says. <laughs> His market isn't number one. This market's anywhere. terrible. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I, I, when I when I did my buys, I just I was actually just going through unbiased. None of those guys I was I was heavily attached to this offseason. I did talk Russ up a little bit, but going through and just looking at things and I'm thinking to myself, like I've been a proponent of Russell Wilson this offseason, but I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, they did have the touchdown to Hail Mary, but even take that out. Like he's still top five, top six. What am I missing? Like, why is his value not changing at all? He's playing better. It's like he's just that hated. Like, it's all the stuff that happened last year. We just will not. Well, forget. the crazy, the crazy thing, Adam. Like, you pulled up the keep trade cut stuff. So I just pulled it up to look up. Like, I wonder if Adam it's has down. influenced. It's down eleven spots, and this is I, the number one a war fucking quarterback in the league. What are we doing? I do think part of How the do you go part, doubt. Can I tell you why? I think I think part of the keep trade cut airs though that'll be interesting as this continues to go on is see Mike, when, when you go to a computer and you have no attachment to any of these players, your roster construction, what are you going to do? You're going to talk up the sexy, exciting. Those are the ones you're going to put. You know what? No one's saying to themselves, even when he's tight end one. Yeah. I want that Russell Wilson. So they're never going to answer. Keep. They're never answering keep with Russell, no matter yeah, what he's you. getting. Right. So I think that's I part you. of the air, but, um, I would say this to that point though, Mike, one thing you, we haven't even touched on is you have injuries that are likely to come, but even you got buys, right? Buys are going to start before Buy you know it. Up. And all yep. of a sudden you have buys, you have injuries and there's totally different discussion. So unless you can trade Jordan love for a trade that you actually prefer and you're comfortable with, like I'm not just moving them to move them, right? Like this is again, T-Rock where if you want to be a part of us, if you want to be a part of the South Harmon community, this is a lifestyle, man. This isn't just a, you know, like I, I got to get rid of these quarterbacks before they burn a hole in my pocket. This is a we lifestyle. Get to, we get to enjoy two more weeks without buys. <laughs> two more weeks. Fizzle, uh, I hate to say this, but this is easy, Tajay Spears, for me because Cam Akers doesn't have a home. We don't know where he's going to end up. He's also now um, his value, at, basically off of yeah. his rookie contract at this point, is gone. Love the talent, love the kid, but it's just not there. Tajay Spears, even if he's behind Henry for another year on the rookie contract and 
is there's a chance he ends up walking into a good role uh, when Henry actually does implode at some point. Oh, we never know when it could be. Maybe it never happens, but that's baked into his value. So God damn it! What are, what is the NFL doing too? This week we got two Monday night games again. That <laughs> fucking hate it. Stop it. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I, don't. I don't mind them. You remember the old school ones, though? They'd start one at like, at least my time was like 6.30 Central. Yeah, but you, you know, know what would happen. 7.30 on. And then you know they'd, they'd play. They'd always play like the West Coast know, teams. But like you a, know what the happens. The Raiders or. The, the, the East Coast viewership in ratings get killed on. Fuck them. Fuck the East Coast. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Mike. And everyone listening. All right. At the end of the day, <laughs> I don't care what you say to yourself and the stories you tell yourself before you go to bed. Every decision that they ever make in that league is all about Fuck money. Em. And they don't care. Fuck you know what they say? Every time when they change it, they're saying the same thing. Fuck them. And they're talking about you, the fan. They care about the money. That's all they care about, Fuck buddy. Em. So um, anyway, we have, we've have, we went way off the rails yeah. tangents here. Um, get us out of here. This is why we don't do questions on 40 Chess. Uh, we just, you know, talk. And we get a couple questions, but we can get off the rails too easy. Um, I thought it was a good discussion, though, uh, just going through some A-Warp stuff. Right now, it's, I think it's a little bit new, and it's – keep your pulse on it, but don't overreact to the A-Warp yet yep. until we get enough sizable information. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week on the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast right here. Peace. Peace. <laughs>